Kia ora, welcome into SENZ Breakfast. Izzy and Ricardo with you on your uh, Monday morning. Uh, start of another great week after a big weekend of, uh, well, all sorts of sport, including the Six Nations, Izzy. I know we'll get to that shortly, but it is, of course, Super Bowl Monday as well, mate. Your fizz is the couch prepped for your <laughs> butt for four hours? <laughs> the couch is prepped, but I, I was trying to look for my Kansas City Chiefs um, top. It is a Tyreek Hill. He's going to the Miami Dolphins. But um, getting up and going to support them, I'll put my bet on for today's game. Hopefully haven't stopped it, but the way I'm going, probably have. But Super Bowl Monday, biggest day in sport in America. America. It's, uh, it is an awesome day, and I've been lucky enough to head along and, and be a part of it. And it is in the city that never really sleeps, in mm. Las Vegas, and... One of our listeners is over there, Joey from Gizzy, and he has been doing everything. And when I say everything, he went along to uh, the, the power slap, you know, that slapping <laughs> yeah. sport. Oh, I, look, I don't even know how that is a sport, and we're dealing with all these concussions, and they're just saying, hey, hit me in the head and knock me out. Um, so he's over at that. Then he went and watched uh, DJ um, Dustin Johnson win the LIV. In Las Vegas, hasn't played a golf at all, came fifth in Mexico and then went to win four million big dollars over there at the LIV. And what else has he done? He's hung out with uh, uh, Mailata, the the um, Eagles um, big band. Oh, yeah. He's played obviously, yeah, yeah, so he's over there, he's hung out with the him. Big he's, been, he's been driving around in Lamborghinis. And then he's just sent me a video of him being up at 2 o'clock in the morning at uh, some little area. So I don't think he slept. Oh, I don't think he slept at all, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, Kempi's multi on Friday. Did they get, they got paid, eh? They got paid. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, the, one of the horses got scratched. But mm. um, so what did I do? I, I took Pip's advice, Lock and Aura, which he said, you know, we thought, oh, maybe Kempi was keeping that one to himself. I chucked that yep. on for the win to, to complete my multi, and uh, yeah, she ran third. So my multi bit the dust. Top three? No, I had it for the win. Oh. Yeah. Well, it won its last one. It won its last one. So it, was, it wasn't a bad bet, but yeah, Al Sheikh Chirac was on fire on Friday, and Kempi come on and just... Made me look like a goose. Thanks, Kempi. <laughs> and picked out a multi for all our listeners and got you. You paid, Robbie. You got on. Yeah, the cricket desk definitely got paid. I think coffee's on the cricket desk today. That's it's how I understand this, these things work. Mm. Yeah, I, did, I didn't get paid uh, as much as I potentially would have but uh, with that horse scratching. But, yeah, Boomtown Boy top four, 180. Cindy top three, 150. And uh, Lil Herb's got moves, which got stra- scratched. But, yeah, it ended up with just that too, uh, those two. So, yeah, worked out. Worked out. Beautiful. Worked out, right? Cindy got, got the dub too, so if you went on the nose, you would have got more and more. But hey, you what? covered all your bases, so well done to that. And I um, I didn't have a bet on the weekend. I know there was plenty of racing, and uh, we're going to be talking about it for Love Racing because Bonnie Lass beat Beast in the BCD sprint, Ben Crescetti. Well, Crescetti was a hot favourite. Bonnie Lass, I think, paid 18 bucks. So. A big upset there. We've got the syndicate manager, Cooper, coming on. Ben Cooper, I think, uh, coming on at um, at 8.40 to talk about that. Bonnie Lass, I think um, Baz's neighbour, Graham Richardson, uh, is the trainer. So I was thinking, maybe Baz is involved in that horse, but I don't think he is. Maybe, anything. Baz has got plenty of them. But, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that today and a bit of NFL. 
after uh, 7 o'clock as well, uh, Rick Dog. But, mate, it was a good weekend. Nice and relaxing. Got some jobs done. I actually went and watched the polo. The went polo. The polo the... Yeah. Have you watched polo before? <laughs> no. That's actually quite crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like if you go along and watch it, and at the start, it's like two knights going at it from end to end. So they leave the ball in the middle, and then these two horses just fly out full sprint out to the middle. And you think they're going to go hit it, have, have a head-on collision. And, um, and then that ball just goes, and there's a lot of argy-bargy. And the way that these horses can move from left to right, oh, it's, it was actually awesome watch. Because I've been a couple of times, but this time I was actually sober. So I watched the, uh, the polo. And, um, yeah, really enjoyed it. So that was my uh, mm-hmm. kind of Saturday, just getting out there and sitting down and watching a bit of polo. A bit of polo. Yeah, nice, mm. mate, nice. I actually have, you know, I've been talking about been doing a bit of reading. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Connolly's book, Rambling Man. It's just his mm-hmm. stories. He played polo in Nepal with Ringo Starr on the back wow. of elephants. Elephant polo. Elephant polo? Elephant polo. Five aside, can you mm-hmm. imagine? I can't, I'm trying to imagine how <laughs> rough that would have been, how slow that would have been. Can elephants move at, at high pace? Yeah, they can. They they take takes a little bit for them to get up to up to speed. I mean, they're not they're not horse fast, but you know they can get up to pace. Mm. But yeah, you talked about the other thing they do is uh, when they get near the ball, if the other another elephant's coming the other way, is they rear up on their back legs. Yep. And he said, been on the back when it does that is quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we started back on January 22nd, you had read six books. Mm. Has there been a move in that? Yeah, I'm up to, I'm on my 10th now. <laughs> so, getting Well, there, I read moving. one book and yeah. I'm still on one. Yeah, okay. Well, that's all right, mate. These good, th- good things take time, is he? Good things take time. All right, <laughs> shall we crack into this? Yes, simply the best from the weekend. Uh, Izzy, what have you got for us? Um, is, well, is this is polo? a special. No, it's not polo. This is a special time in American sport. You know, today is the day of Super Bowl, and two teams are going at it. The 49ers are taking on the Chiefs. Well, four years ago, I was lucky enough to head along to Super Bowl and experience it, and I was in the year. And when you're in the air, you, you have no real understanding of what's going on in the world while you're flying, you know, across the ocean to to America. And uh, just before we were landing, we all woke up, and the news came trickling through that the one and only, the great man, Kobe Bryant, had passed away from a helicopter accident. Uh, and I was taken back. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. And we were actually flying into L.A., and it all unfolded in L.A., so four years ago, we lost the great man, Kobe Bryant, and his daughter, Gigi. And um, it, it, was a, it was a sad day. It was a sad day. But uh, yes, a couple of days ago, there was a pretty special moment for Kobe Bryant, his family, his partner, his wife, Vanessa, Shaquille O'Neal. Take a listen to this. I'm really grateful for everyone that helped make this special day happen. So I'll leave you with one of my husband's amazing quotes. Leave the game better than you found it. And when it comes time for you to leave, leave a legend. And that he did. This statue may look like Kobe, 
But really, it's what excellence looks like, what discipline looks like, what commitment looks like, what love of family looks like. Kobe Bryant, leave the game in a better place. Leave it as legendary status. Five-time NBA champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP, 33,000 points. Rebounds, assists, everything. The great man, Lakers, for me in my eyes, is the reason why I support the Lakers. Not because of LeBron, not because of uh, you know, Anthony Davis, Shaq, uh, Magic Johnson. Kobe Bryant is the reason that uh, I, I support the Lakers. And in my eyes, will be the greatest of all time. And uh, it's, it's hard to believe that he's gone, Rick Dog. Um, you know, what, what he'd done and... Just how he inspired and his Mamba mentality. You know, I've been going through my own little journey at the moment. Mm. And when I get a little bit lost, I I go on to social media and there's some awesome motivational quotes that he used to, that he used to say constantly about doubt, about excellence in sport, about habits um, and everything. And when I listen to them every day, he just inspires me. So to this day, a man that has passed four years on, still inspiring um, me and I know many around the around the globe. So that was my simply the best recognition for the great man at the at the home of basketball in America. A big statue to salute Mamba, Mamba mentality. Yeah, Mamba mentality indeed. All right, that's a good simply the best. Mine pales in comparison now. Is I should have gone first, <laughs> uh, but my simply the best is this. Costa Barbarousas latches on to one across the six-yard area. Here is Kroyev. Here is Pennington. And here's the first goal. Nice passing move. Here's Pennington. Rebounds and it's gone in. That is an own goal. I'm almost certain that'll go down as an own goal. Yeah, Nico Pennington, great story. Mm. Uh, the Phoenix won 2-0 on the weekend. They are now top of the A-League, five points clear of the rest of the pack after other results went their way on the weekend. So that's good. But really, Nico Pennington, a kid that came to the club, he's an Aussie, born and bred in Italy. So you, his name's Nicholas Pennington, but you speak to him and he's got this real broken English and real heavy Italian accent. It's quite, uh, it's quite funny when you interview him uh, like that. But he... Uh, he, you know, really battled when he first got here, and uh, it's taken him a few seasons. I think this is his fourth season at the club, and he's finally established himself as a number one, uh, number one selection in the midfield. And uh, you're great to see him come back from that suspension that he had, uh, and he scored. He really scored both. I mean, the second one was given as an only goal, but uh, yeah, great from him, and he scored both goals. Two minutes mm. into this first half, two minutes into the second half, like way to stamp your authority on a game. And you know what that did? They got us a tick. Oh, yeah. For Izzy's investment, didn't it? It did. We had Phoenix to lead at halftime and win. <laughs> and that was paying two eighty eight. So that was my half of Izzy's investment. How did your half mm. of Izzy investment go? Ah, uh, Well, it was controversially denied mm. um, on the weekend. Well, Scotland 100% got that ball down. But the, the confusion there was Nick Berry said it was held up and there was no try. So you need conclusive evidence to get it down. Well, the camera angles I saw pretty much said, you cannot tell me that a blade of grass was not touching that ball when it was put Mm. put down. We needed Scotland to beat France, and they would have won in the last minute had a try been scored. And Ian, I'm sorry, but that was your fault, mate.
<laughs> you stopped that one. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. You stopped that one. So we missed out on Dagger's investment, which was which was sad. But there was plenty of controversial moments in, in the Six Nations on the weekend with James Dolman um, when George Ford started to move against with the conversion against yeah. Wales. And they actually charged it down and kicked the ball off the tee and carried on a halfway. Well, it was the right call. As soon as you make any movements towards uh, your approach to kick the goal over, that is uh, ball live, and you can charge it down and do what you need to do. So the right decision was made, but hey, cost us a little bit of a multi rick talk. It did, mate. It did just just on that because you were mm. you were sort of unsure which way to go. You went in the end for Scotland one to twelve against France, but there was another option, wasn't there, for uh, mm. a Kiwi uh, on the DP World Tour? How did that go? Ah, uh, well, that was that was well off. Because Dan Hilly is now 50th. Oh, right. So it started mm. well, didn't it finish It started well. well. Yeah, look, look, that's the thing. You, you start well, you're round one, and and uh, whoever sent that tip through, he came through really Chris, I cocky. Think it was. I think it was Chris. He came through confident as hell because he was like T6, T7. So I said, mate, that's round one. That is round one, and uh, there is a long way to go. Well, he blew out, so I think he was um, – T fiftieth or something like that. Whereas Rock, Ryan Foxy was flying in the waste management open as well, and he's ended up five over. He's five Ooh. over on um, round three. There's been weather disruptions at Scottsdale TPC Waste Management Open, um, so he's five over at the moment. Currently three under. The leader is Sahith Thigala, who actually lost a couple of years ago to Scotty Scheffler when he bogeyed. Um, a couple of, I think it was 16 or 17, he put it into the water, bogeyed it and lost to um, Scotty Scheffler. So he is two shots clear of Novak and Scheffler. He is 13 under with uh, another round to go. I think it actually finishes after three rounds because rain, weather caused a bit of disruption right. there. But just on that, Richter, while we're on the topic of golf, this could have been simply the best as well. Kazuma Kabori. Has had three, four starts in Australia. He's just turned pro. He's had ten starts as a professional. Well, he's won again. He won again yesterday. Wow! So he's had three wins and four starts in the Webex competition over in Australia. He carded twenty-four under in his final round of sixty-six in Sydney to win his third. Uh, competition in Australia. So, mate, Kazuma Kabori, he is currently second. So he skipped Asian tour school, uh, Q school to go and play in Australia and do a, a different approach to making it on the DP World Tour. Well, he's currently second on in that um, qualifying card to get his card for the DP World Tour. And you'd have to say he is on track to potentially make it in the top golf. So that was good news yesterday. A guy that plays in Christchurch, I see him all the time down at Pegasus Golf Club, winning his third um, Webex Series competition in four starts. That is amazing. That is that is a heater. Like that's definition mm. of a heater. Three and four that early in your career. Uh, how long do you yep. think it is before he steps up off this tour uh, up to the next level? I think he'll stay on this tour because this is his kind of qualifying school tour to make it into the DP World Tour. So yeah. he'll be playing over there. He's going to come back and play in the New Zealand Golf Open down in Queenstown in a couple of weeks. So I'll catch up with him there. And I'm actually going to be doing the show down there 
for a couple of days before we play, so I might try and get him on the cans, um, have a chat to him. And a lot of the other golfers that uh, Dan Hillier is coming back, Denzel Aramea, so some good golfers. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll start. He'll just keep chipping away at this, and as soon as he's got that access to the DP World Tour. See you later, because I've spoken about Sam Jones, the left-hander from Taranaki. He got his DP World Tour card, and as soon as you crack that, you get a, a cash injection, a boost, and you're away.